Good morning, Nicola. Good morning, Lincoln. Happy Monday. How are you doing today? I'm doing super fragilistic. Awesome. I feel good. I'm working on my St. Lucian body. Oh, yes. I forgot. Forgot yeah. you're going away. You're going yeah. away. So I'm working on the body. You know, I got those um, woman boobs. You know, my daughter said, Dad, your breasts can't be bigger than mine. I'm like, God. <laughs> you don't have female boobs. You just have boobs. You do know that men have boobs, too. It's not just women. I do. Everybody's body's different. I think I do. <laughs> but you look like you lost a bit of weight. Uh, it's, only, it's only an illusion. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. But You're hiding you it the well, company. then. Thank you for the compliment. You know, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Let's say I've been going harder than for about three weeks now. <laughs> Good for you. And every day, right? You know, mm -hmm. and um, I'm continuing. I find it interesting how you're working on your body so that you can have a nice body when you go away to St. Lucia. It's interesting. We work on our bodies to go away on vacation. Yeah. Not just to have a nice body all the time and be healthy all the time. It's interesting where no, our priorities uh, lie. No, no. Um, 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 St. Lucia is just an added bonus. But I've been, mm -hmm. um, here's what I'm doing. I'm working on the, the, our program, the mind, body, and money. Okay? And so I'm working on the, 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 the mind. I'm, every day I work on the mind. Right, every day. There's not one day pass where I don't create something, read something, um, write something. Every day, constantly. I'm I'm always, you know. That's awesome. Um, even good. even if I'm even if I turn the news on, I, there's a purpose why I turn the news on. Right, I'm looking for something. Um, uh, so I'm constantly working on the mind. So that I get down, boom. You know, I have that in order. Right. Uh, the body is, I, I find that when I'm someplace where the sun shines 24 hours a day, seven days a week, I am extremely motivated. I work on the body, you know, four, five, six times a day. Right. When I'm at the place where the sun only shine um, two months a year. <laughs> shines more than that, please. Yeah. I, I, I find that I, I, I get lazy. I don't want to go outside because it's too cold. Right. And um, and in the house is so stuffy. Yeah, it's hard to work up, but I do, I do. Excuses. So I so it's, I got to break my frame from that. And so because of uh, that, I end up um, gaining a lot and eating up too much and all of that stuff. So I got to um, what I got to do is just be more consistent. So I'm working on the body, and uh, usually I I'm, I'm pretty good at that, you know. Um, uh, so the past couple of years, I got lazy. So I'm getting back into that because I don't like the way my clothes was fitting. And my clothes used to fit nice. And Lincoln used to look good, you know. Still look good, but better. And the money, I am still working on the Lazy Millionaire program. The money. I want to be a lazy millionaire. So freaking bad. Who wants to join me? Say me. I want to <laughs> be a multi 
millionaire. How about lazy multi-millionaire? Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, right? But we got to be a millionaire first, and then we go mm -hmm. to the multi, right? Yeah. Once you get one, it's easy to get a hundred. The hardest part is to get that first one. Once you get that first one, a hundred is easy. A <laughs> hundred mil is in the... Oh, there it is. I see it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, okay. Um, Mr. Nicola, so how are you? Lincoln is flapping his lips. I'm good. I'm ready to get started. So we'll just start. Happy Monday, beautiful people. And thanks for joining us on another episode of the Lemonade Lounge, the world's number one number podcast, one podcast. where you get your mind, your body, money, and your um, money, money just flowing. <laughs> I'm your host, Nicola. And I am your other host, Lincoln. And yes. together we would like to squeeze, squeeze your lemons. Your lemons. <laughs> Folks, you should see our glasses this morning. It's looking like You know what I'm saying? It's just, oh, she got it going on. Those glasses mm -hmm. look good. Give her that Colgate smile with those Thank glasses. Thank you, Lincoln. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Lincoln, you smile way more than I do. You do realize that, right? Yeah, I do. I do. I, I love to laugh. I love laughing. Yeah. So I'm laughing. That's me. Yes, my Yeah. <laughs> so, Lincoln, what are your intentions for today's podcast? Learn to learn. I want to learn something from this. Um, uh, to learn. To learn. I, I'm. 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 I want to learn the profession of success. Mm. Interesting, interesting, I'm, I'm interesting. studying it. Okay. Yeah. So, well, today's lemon is the book, The Richest Man in Babylon. There's there your book, you Lincoln. There it is. DVDs. Can you see the richest mm -hmm. man in Babylon? Yeah. Mr. Babylonian. But yours, yours, and, yours, and who is the book by cover. Lincoln? George Classen. You have a you have a, um, a different cover than me. No, I have, yeah, I know. My George S. Classen. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but mine says the original edition, so I got the original baby. You yeah. always seem to have the original. Because my I copy go, is I pretty old too. I always this go for the a, original. This book is pretty old. Mine was um, ten dollars. I don't know I don't how much yours is. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't watch and that. Just because you said it. yours is pretty. No, I'm looking in the book because I'm just trying to see when this one was printed because it's pretty, 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 pretty old. I'm writing Lincoln the Lazy Millionaire a thousand times. Okay, so mine is old. This one was printed in 1955. Oh! So this is an old copy that I have. So you have, uh, you probably, million, I just about air, A-I-R-E, right? You probably. Yeah, um, so anyway, I don't even know. This was my husband's book. I just took it off the bookshelf because it's been sitting here. It's been calling to me. You know, books are always, always, always calling to me. So um, yeah, this is one that called to me. All right, you're so let's book, get started. You're a book caller, the book caller. Lincoln. Yeah. Lincoln, what resonated with you about this book? Uh, the whole book, actually. What I like about it, though, um, 
at the beginning, it said something really, really nice at the beginning. But before we get into that, um, what I like about it was, is first of all, it's a, it's the simple read. And uh, second of all, it's a great story. And, but what I really like about it, it says um, one part in the beginning, I believe the guy said, um, one of the guys said was, how is it that they all went to school together? They mm -hmm. all play, <laughs> play together, grew up in the same neighborhood, <laughs> right? Did everything together. Everything, yeah. Yeah. But his life was different. It's completely different from all of them, right? He achieved um, success in abundance and they're still struggling. They can't understand that, right? So that was, that, that always remind me of, um, uh, that reminds me of, uh, very interesting because that reminds me of, of, even if you're in the same business, like you're a salesperson and you're working for the same company. How come there's only one or two guys who are really killing it and doing really great and everybody else is kind of struggling or barely getting by or trying to catch up or something, right? What's the difference? You're selling the same products, you're in the same company, learning the same things. What is the difference? The difference is all in the head, the way you're thinking, right? So I really, it, that I think drove a lot of the point home in the beginning. I really like that. I, I don't think that that was what the difference was. The difference was he had a mentor. And that's the, the difference for him. Yeah, yeah the in the beginning, they were all the same, but he ended up yeah. being successful because he had a mentor. Yeah, right? But how did he so, get a mentor? He got a mentor because of his job and what he was doing. And they made a deal. Thinking. The thinking attracts what you want. Thoughts, right? you know, how yeah. we always talk you're about thinking. thoughts. Yeah, your thinking attracts what you want. So that led him to his mentor, his thinking. It was his mindset. He wanted more as a youth from when he's looking around himself. He didn't want to be. Um, no, not as a youth. Like it was when else. he got older and he was a scribe. That's when he realized he wanted more. Okay. Because he was doing the same as everybody else, making the same as any, everybody else, and not making any progress. I find it very interesting how they use the word slave in the book too at the very beginning. Did you notice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. What do you think about that? Um, I did not like it that they use the word. I, I try to ignore it, but I understand it because back in the days, you know, blacks weren't not the only slaves. We were just the most beat up slaves. <laughs> mm -hmm. So. So I understand it, why they use the word slaves. And they use them in, 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 in movies too. If you look in movies like uh, um, The Gladiator, they use the word slaves. If you look in, um, uh, what's this other one? Really ruthless movie. Um, they use the word slaves. A lot of the older movies, because they have slaves, you know. They used I to was actually, yeah, but that, that's not the only reason why they use the word slave, right? 
Mm. Um, we also have a slave mentality. Yeah, we, we do. And I'm not talking about- But what is, like, a slave, um, what is a slave mentality though? The mentality Let's, that we can't, we have to work for people. They own us. We can't do anything because they're holding us back. That mentality uh, is what I'm talking about. Yeah, but we can't put that on slaves. That's that's a lot of people. That's been around before people start before turning slaves. <laughs> before yeah. slaves. Yeah, that's just the way people think, right? Like the structured system create that thought process, mm -hmm. right? Because who created the system that we're living in? Man. Man, and who created the, the system? Which kind of man created the system? The people who was on top. How do you think the king become kings? They didn't just, they weren't born king. They weren't like special breed, like, oh, you got good blood, God blood, you're king blood. So we're going to turn, God said, I'm going to turn you and your entire family into kings and queens. And well, you think back in Africa, <laughs> you think about all the kings and queens that we had, right? that no yeah. longer exists, but there's still a, a handful of them. Yeah, they're paid, they're paid to, um, with the countries like South Africa, the king is paid millions of dollars a year just to be in the back, stay cool, <laughs> you know, which is what they did anyways. They said, you don't want to die, we'll give you some money, keep your family alive, blah, 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 blah. Anyways. All right. So we'll move on from that then. So what I found very interesting was, um, I'd like to actually discuss this for a while. So mm. he has the seven cures for a lean purse. Lincoln, do you have a lean purse? I'm working on a lean purse because to me, ever, to every man, a lean purse is different. A lean purse. What's a lean purse for you? Well, a lean purse for me is, is exactly how Arca described it in the first place. He said, um, you can spend in abundance and still and have abundance coming in. The more you spend, like how his buddy, the more his buddy spend, it seems like the more his buddy's getting, right? So you can keep spending in abundance without thinking about what you're spending. And then more is just continuously flowing towards you every day. So that's a lean purse to me. It's a never-ending flow of income. That's what they call it in the book. Mm, I don't think I agree with you on that. What he well, no, about no, you was... don't, that's what I said. A lean purse for me will be different. I, I already preempted mm -hmm. before I answer it. A lean purse for me will be different than a lean purse for you or everybody else. For me, that's a lean purse. Okay. Okay. Because in the book, he talks about a lean purse as being empty. And the whole point is to fatten your purse so that it's no longer lean. So you have gold, you have silver, you have wealth. So his uh, point is yeah. not to have a lean purse, but to have a fat purse. A fat purse. Okay. Fat, lean, same. Okay. No. Yeah, Completely okay. Different, According to the book, right? a lean purse is empty. A fat purse is a full purse. Exactly. Okay. So, so he talked about the cures for a lean purse, right? Yeah. And one that he empty, mentioned... Lean is empty. It means empty purse. <laughs> okay, folks. Let's clear that up. 
We only needed to clear it up for you, Lincoln, because it's seeming like you didn't read it again. But back no, to the No, 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 no. But lean, when you think of lean, you don't think of emptiness. You think of lean is meaning that is um uh, uh is um like lean management, right? To 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 make the process much flow easier, simpler, faster, quicker, lean. In, in in exercise, you're looking good, boom, boom, boom. So that in that terms, I was thinking lean, meaning, you know, but a fact. I, told, I understand that, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about the book, right? Yeah, so, but we got to describe it. We got to translate it into today's language. Nobody use lean and fat today in their language. So that's where we you were gotta, getting. You got a lean purse, Lincoln? Well, What's that's that? where I we were, I, I was getting to. So basically, he talks about a lean purse and he's talking about not having money. Um, So in the city, people work so hard and regardless of how hard they worked and how much coins they made, they had nothing to show for it. And they were all they were still poor. So the king reached out to him because he's the richest man in Babylon. So he could teach people how to become rich, how to save how to be prosperous, right? Yeah. So the, he told the king, get, um, get some teachers and he's going to teach them. So the first lesson was on how not to have a lean purse. I mm-hmm. found this very, 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 very interesting because this is something I've known forever, right? Mm-hmm. So his first thing was to save one-tenth of your earnings, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is something that I knew to do when I was younger. And when I started working, I actually saved one-tenth of my earnings. And I didn't look at it. And I didn't miss it because it came directly from my paycheck into some kind of investment. Because mm-hmm. I was employed at TD, so it was invested into their uh, mutual funds and mm-hmm. RSPs and everything. Just one-tenth came out off the top of my salary at the beginning, like a, mm-hmm. a for every paycheck, right? Mm-hmm. And what I found interesting was this whole one-tenth. I remember when I was younger and my mother went to church and my aunt went to church, they had to pay tithes, right? Yeah. To the church. And what mm-hmm. did they pay? One-tenth of their salary. Mm-hmm. So I realized from this how the church ends up being so rich. Because if all the people who go to church that are members... Mm-hmm. If they pay one-tenth of their salary and you have a congregation of at least 100 people, mm-hmm. the church is going to do pretty well. I'd say so. Maybe we should talk. You want to start a church? <laughs> you know, that, that, that idea has already come and gone, right? Yeah, but this so, is our church, though, folks. Lemonade Lounge. Mm-hmm. So you need to mm-hmm. donate one-tenth of your salary each month. <laughs> okay, to us. Okay. So I, I thought that that link is in the bottom. <laughs> I thought that was very, very interesting, right? You just um you just save one tenth. I haven't had a set salary coming in for ages, but after reading that first chapter about putting aside one tenth, I decided, you know what, I've got to start doing that again. As soon as um <clears throat> I have money, put one tenth of whatever my earnings are. Put it away and uh, save it. And I'm not going to touch it. Like for, 
I always um, dip into my savings for vacations and things, uh, presents for my kids, things like that. So I have that money. But uh-huh. I had mentioned to my husband before, I said to him, Hunt, we need to have an account just for vacations where we save money for vacations. Uh-huh. We save money for gifts for our children because we always need to spend on them. We save uh-huh. money to buy um, our children clothes because they constantly, they're constantly growing, right? Uh-huh. But we also need to save money for our future. So like when I looked at everything, we needed around five accounts for five different purposes, really and truly. Wow. So that we just didn't touch certain things and we were, yeah, able to prosper. We do have a few accounts, but I don't even know what they're for anymore. But yeah. um, that that's the way I had, um, we had, I had wanted things to be set up a while back. I like With that. Co- that's a yeah. great idea. Can you repeat that? Five accounts for... I like five that. different things. So basically for, for yeah. us, I love to travel. So just have an account for mm-hmm. vacations. You save money, you put money into that account for vacations, mm. right? Another thing is you save money for your future so mm-hmm. that when you're retired, you have money to live off of. That's mm-hmm. two accounts, right? Mm-hmm. You might wanna save money for entertainment. So that um, on the weekends, or if you're going out for dinner with friends, you have money in that account just for entertainment, mm-hmm. right? I, we had an account for the children. So not for their future, but mm-hmm. for now, because with children, they're constantly growing. They need shoes, they need clothes, they need technology for school, it just goes on and on and on and on and on, right? They have birthday parties. When you have birthday parties, no birthday party will cost you less than $500, right? Mm-hmm. So just to save money for these events, for milestones, and just for the kids, money to spend on the kids. And my mm-hmm. kids are in cheerleading. They're in soccer, right? The mm-hmm. other ones, they used to be in track, basketball, and baseball. These activities cost a lot of money. So just have an account to save, put money in so that when you have to pay for these activities, you have the money for that. You know, folks, this is coming from an ex-banker. So you should (laughs) listen. This is good stuff. No, really, seriously. This is very good stuff because you know what? As you're talking, reminded me um, uh, when my kids were younger, I opened two accounts for them and I would just put like 50, a hundred a month. This every, every month I put a little bit in. And, and it's funny because when they were older and they started to move around, I got the, gave them their bank card and I said, you have this money. And when they went to, when they turned 18, you know, the bank started to charge, to charge money for the account before they were 18, there was no money to charge for the account. So at, at, at no charge, right? But as soon as they, when they yeah, the enter fees, university- the at the end of the month. The fees, yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, when they entered university, I gave them, they got bank cards and they have cash in the bank. It was so much money, I couldn't believe it. I also used to save, and this is very powerful what you're speaking because it's reminded me of some of the things I used to do, is to put just a couple hundred dollars a month in a mutual fund, just a couple hundred dollars. And I just leave it, just throw it there and leave it. And my loose chain 
change. I never spent my loose change. I used to throw it in a jar and I get this big Chinese vase, beautiful blue Chinese vase, and I threw my loose change in there. And um, at the end of the year, that's usually my Christmas money. At one year, I gave it to, I used to have a maid, so one year I gave it to my maid as Christmas. She had almost $800 in there. That was her bonus. Nice. So it was, um, so that money just adds up when you think about it, right? Over mm -hmm. time, that 200 a month becomes thousands and thousands of dollars over time. That 50 and $100 a month comes thousands and thousands. So when my kids went into university, they had spending money up the yin yang because they had, had these accounts open for them for many, many years. That's it. That's a really good idea. I like that idea. You just reminded me. I got to go back to that. Thank you for sharing. That's what I'm that. saying that these are things that we would do. And we forget about it, right? Yeah. Because yeah. we're so occupied with other things. But it is pretty important to do these things. Like my my daughter, my 13 year old, um, last year was a huge year for her. She turned 13, nice. and um, she got quite a bit of money. Mm. She refused to give me the money because I yeah. wanted to take the money and put it in the bank. Yeah. And we we had a talk this week because. She started high school already, and uh, we needed to, I told you on our last podcast, like, um, she had a cell phone. It was one of our business cell phones. We gave mm -hmm. it to her to use at school because I refused to buy her a phone. I didn't want to get her her own phone, but mm -hmm. guess what? The cell phone battery was not good, so it kept on dying on her. Mm -hmm. And um, to go to the bathroom, she has to use a cell phone to scan a QR code, mm -hmm. right? So the cell phone died. She couldn't scan the QR code. So we had to get her a brand new phone. Mm. So now she can use the washroom and uh, she's perfectly fine. She doesn't have to get embarrassed and put her hands up and be the only one in class saying, Mr. Sir, can I please go to the washroom? She doesn't have to do that. She just has to do it on her phone. And mm. I thought it was a little creepy at first having to scan to go to the washroom, but she told me it was for COVID contact tracing. But it's yeah. not only for that. You know, these teenagers, they do a lot of crazy things in the washroom too. You know, they do drugs in the bathroom and all of that yeah. stuff. Yeah. So now they can keep tabs on all of that and yeah, making yeah. sure that kids are behaving themselves in the washroom, that kinds of stuff, right? So I find that, I find it very interesting, very important. So what I'm getting to, she has a cell phone now. And then for school, we sent her to school without a laptop because I refused mm. to give her technology because my other two kids, they are addicted to technology. They get up. I told you this before. They're washing dishes. Guess what? Mm -hmm. They're watching a movie. So they're, half the dishes are dirty when they're finished washing dishes, right? The one that actually washes this dishes properly and they're clean. If the movie is two hours, she takes two hours to wash the dishes, but everything is clean and it should only take like 15 minutes, right? But that's a distraction from technology. So I said to my daughter, look, we bought you all these things. You have this money. You don't need to spend the money on any of this because you're young. I understand you want to buy things. So say you get $500 for your birthday, $500. It's a lot of money. We buy you your clothes. We buy you your food. We buy you every single thing that you need. So mm. you should keep $100 for yourself as pocket change. 
And the other four, we need to invest it. We need to save it. Don't just keep it in your room. We need to do something with it because you're not going to use it. You have no need to use it because we buy you all your clothes, all your food. We buy you every single thing you could possibly need. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. So um, she's now getting on board with me for saving. And I explained to her, when you get older, if you save all this money, by the time you're 25, you're going to be very, very, very rich. You'll have money to buy your first car. You'll have money to put a down payment on your first condo. You'll have money to travel. You'll have money to do all the things you need to do. So from a young age, you need to start saving. I said, when you get older and you have a job and you have to pay your mortgage, you have to do certain things, that's when you should start saving minimum one-tenth of what you're making and just not look at it. Just put it away, save it, and let it compound with interest. Yeah. All right? So we had that good conversation. And then I had the same conversation with my 11-year-old. Why? Because he also gets money from people for his birthday. People don't normally buy them things because they've got everything they could possibly want and need. So mm-hmm. I have, And he uses all his money to do what? Buy video games and more video games and more video games and more video games and more video right. games. Exactly. And guess what? Every couple of years, they no longer use those video games. Yeah, and they go $70, 80 $90, right? because they're constantly upgrading and coming up with more new technology, new games, everything, new consoles, right? So mm-hmm. I had to talk with them. So to save more money now and spend less because their parents are there, we're there, we take care of everything for them. And then yeah. when they get older, they start to spend it. But for now to save it, because it's a nest egg that they're building for themselves. So my point is, if you... You, you can save the money, one-tenth of your salary, take it, out of way, take it out of your account at the beginning, put it in another account, don't look at it, just let it sit there, let it sit there for a year or two or three or four years. Um, set a time frame for yourself and you'll see how that money accumulates, how the interest well, you know, will compound. Yes? You know, you, you, and and speak to a financial advisor as well. So that once you're taking this money out, it's just not sitting in a savings account where you receive 2%. See if you can invest it into something else that will make you more money. But take the money out. Don't look at it. Don't think of it. And set it aside for maybe even five years. And at the end of five years, you'll see how much money you made. And that's just the beginning. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. You just said it. It's, um, It's very amazing you know, um, time that we're living in, because now you don't really need to be a, a, a shoot investor and have millions of dollars to invest or thousands. You you have all the investment applications out there that mm-hmm. you could you could invest as little as $10, $20, $30. You know, I know this one kid who invested $20 in, um, in Bitcoin, right? He bought $20 in Bitcoin way back when, right? That twenty dollars now is is now twenty five hundred dollars, right? Just twenty dollars worth he bought. He didn't have any money, so this the, his friend convinced him just put twenty bucks in, whatever. And now he's got twenty five hundred dollars. That twenty dollars turned into twenty five hundred. Yeah. So yeah. So it just goes to show you just a little bit at a time. You know, I have my youngest is still in university, and she said to me, she's working for the summer. And I said, now you got your 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 summer job. You can pay your rent. 
Okay, I'll pay it at September. She goes, Dad, I need to. I need. I, I have plans for my money that I'm working. I'm gonna. I'm buying mutual funds. I'm investing it in mutual funds because she has some mutual funds, right? And I'm like, okay, go, kid, go. <laughs> you know, by the time she's thirty, she'll have some money. By the time she's forty, she's probably a multimillionaire at this rate that she's going. So it's just a matter of um of common sense using common sense, right? You know, so it's it's um it's it's a lesson that I have learned, and uh, and it's funny you 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 tend not to remember these simple little lessons after having kids because I I started to just focus solely on my children and put things away just for them, and I'm thinking not for me. <laughs> You know, so I started to think the other day, it's like, what about me? <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, what about me? They're, they're, they're going to be okay, but what about me? Right? And um, so it's it's just important to put a little bit away. And I, I completely agree with you. And I'm glad that we talk about this. So let's continue. And another part, like this was actually before, it, he mentions a part of all you earn is yours to keep. I had to ponder on that one, right? Yeah. It's because when we, most people live from paycheck to paycheck to paycheck to paycheck, and that's how they live their lives. And if you're mm. living from paycheck to paycheck to paycheck to paycheck, you're thinking, how on earth can I keep a part of this money? Yeah. Think yeah. about it. You go to work, you get paid. You get paid for your work that you do seven and a half hours every day, mm. right? And then you get the money and it's all gone. You have nothing to show for it because you've paid rent. It didn't rent. hit your hand. What are you talking yeah. about? You did, you the paid, money doesn't hit your hand before it's gone. <laughs> right you have to pay rent. You have to buy else. groceries. <laughs> you have to do all these things. So there's nothing to show for it. And this is the pattern. It happens over and over and over and over and over. You have nothing to show for it. So hearing that you should keep you, you part need to, of the money. You need to repeat that. You broke up. You need to repeat that. You just went okay. away. Internet connection is unstable, it says. Oh, okay. So a part of all you earn is yours to keep, mm -hmm. right? You work so hard paycheck to paycheck to paycheck you you have to pay your rent you have to buy groceries you have to do all these things and you don't keep anything you have nothing to show for it you can actually start saving say you make two hundred dollars per week mm -hmm. you should be able to save at least twenty dollars out of that per mm -hmm. week right and once you start saving the twenty dollars you're not going to miss it it's yours to keep. If somebody pays you for the hard work you do, you should be able to pay yourself too. Hold of on course. to it. It's not great. And then I found it very interesting the way he broke it down. We spend money. We should be happy to spend money too. Because mm -hmm. a lot of people complain, I have these bills. I have these bills. I don't want to have to put all my money to these bills, you know? And it is a privilege. It's awesome when you can make money to pay these bills. Of course. The money is going into the community, into society. You're putting food on somebody else's plate. Mm -hmm. You're helping other people by spending this money. 
So everything you make, you really shouldn't hold on to it. Help others. Some people do donations. Some people buy groceries. By buying groceries, you're helping other people. And it's these small things we don't think about that that's these transactions. We don't think about them and see how they're actually impacting other people's lives. Yeah, yeah. everything we do, there is a positive impact, right? So um, the first thing was to fatten the purse. And the second thing was to control thy expenditures, right? So that's how you spend your money. Uh Uh-huh. Let me add something to that. Um, Before COVID, we we would say that we don't know how to we don't have enough to save and da, 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 da. you know it's funny because they're saying that in 2020 savings in america this is reporting from banks now went up over a trillion dollars mm-hmm. that was not spent in the economy over a trillion dollar increase in in account savings in america over a trillion so that goes to show you that because people weren't didn't have anywhere to spend their money other than food, right? They kept that money in the bank. They didn't, they didn't, um, they didn't waste it, right? Like they normally do. Like if you go to Walmart. I wouldn't say day, waste, but yes. Well, let me overspend on, on, on unnecessary stuff that they don't need. Like if you go to Walmart every day, Walmart is always full of people. And sometimes you go around and you look, there's some of the same people. It's like, what are these people doing here every day? Why are you here buying? What do you need to buy every day like this, right? So there is a, you you might say, I don't make enough to save, but look at what you're spending your money on first. And then you realize a lot of these things other than food that you're spending your money on, you probably don't even need it. Some of us have cell phone bills um, uh, 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 the, you know, the big, the best cell phone, we have to get the latest version and you don't need it. Right. So that's unnecessary spending that you're spending it on. Right. Get a phone that work. This one works just as good as an iPhone. You don't need an iPhone if you don't, if you're not doing certain things. So it, it's just, you, it, there's what I'm saying is that you're spending the money on things that you don't need. But that money is the money that you could be saving. And 2020 has clearly demonstrated that, that you you have the willpower to do it. I agree with you. So I have this girlfriend. She would drive to work every day. She would go into the office and she would take two vacations every year. She would go to Jamaica and she would go somewhere else with her family. And Mm. then she would actually, and then she does other um vacations so she does a lot right so because of 2020 and covid she was no longer driving to the office she was now working at home mm-hmm. so she sh- she saved money on spending gas mm-hmm. she saved on her time because she just has to get up get ready and she logs in online right mm-hmm. so the clothes that she would normally buy for work she didn't have She's to go shopping that. to mm-hmm. buy clothes for work. She just wore what she had at home. Stores mm-hmm. were closed. She couldn't really spend much. She could buy things online, but it was different. And um, she couldn't travel 
because you couldn't go anywhere, right? Yeah. So she saved a lot of money. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. even posted about it that, you know, once everything is up, I have money to go on a boat cruise. Mm. I have money for like, she posted like all the things that she's going to do Mm. once things get back to normal, because she saved all this money. A lot of money. Yeah. So for, for me, my life didn't change much Mm. because I'm home every single day. Mm -hmm. Right. It's not like I have a job with an income where I was Mm -hmm. working before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I was home with my kids Um, and then they were home because of the pandemic. So I was helping them with school and going gray because they were driving me insane, but my life didn't change at all. Like the pandemic did not affect me that way Mm -hmm. where I was able to put money away and save and save and save. I told you starting September, I'm going to start coaching. And that's when the money is going to start coming in as I'm seeing clients, I'm going to be making money. But prior to that wasn't working. I'm dependent Mm -hmm. on my husband. Everybody Mm -hmm. knows that. Right. So mm-hmm. my life didn't change much at all with the pandemic, but my girlfriends did. She saved a ton, a ton. Mm-hmm. And other pe- people I know also saved a ton. They were able to do that. So back to, to the second cure, it was take control of how you spend, take um, control of that expenditures. Right. Mm-hmm. So he talks about um, budgeting right? Putting away one-tenth of fat in your purse, right? To save. So take mm-hmm. control of that, become responsible. The cure, the third cure was make thy gold multiply. Mm-hmm. So he talks about how when he was younger, he wanted to make money and he made mistakes. It's normal to make mistakes. So one mm-hmm. of his first mistakes was he gave money to a brick maker to buy jewels. Mm-hmm. And the jewels the brick maker bought were not real jewels. He was sold mm-hmm. glass. So it was fake stuff. Mm-hmm. So his point was, why would I give money to a brick maker to buy jewels? Mm-hmm. I would give money to a brick maker to build a building, to build a property, to build a home. Because they're yeah. brick makers, they make bricks. So yeah. When you're investing your money, be aware of where you're putting that money, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So if you're going to invest in jewelry, you want jewels, you would speak to somebody, a jeweler, a jeweler, a jeweler, a jeweler. jeweler. I can't, my words are coming up all mumbled, right? Jumbled. Yeah. Yeah. You'd speak to a jeweler to Mm -hmm. invest in jewelry. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't speak to a brick maker because a jeweler knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They understand diamonds. They understand gold. They understand silver. So they could mentor you. They could educate you on that. So mm-hmm. if you have money, you want to make money, find the business, find the mentor, find somebody that knows about what you want to invest in. Don't just go throw your money out wildly Mm. because there's a strong probability that you're going to lose that money. Mm. So do your research and know what you're putting your money in. Mm -hmm. Right. So that, that is very important to help it multiply. And then 
The fourth cure was guard thy treasures from loss. Mm -hmm. So he talks about just being on top of it, checking in on your money, right? Building up on it. Mm -hmm. Make it secure. Make sure it's secure. He goes on to say, um, this then is the fourth cure for a lean purse and of great importance if it prevent thy purse from being emptied once it has become well filled. Guard thy treasure from loss by investing only where thy principal is safe, mm -hmm. where it may be reclaimed if desirable, and where thou wilt not fail to collect a fair rental. Consult mm -hmm. with wise men, secure the advice of those experienced in the profitability handling of gold. Let their wisdom protect thy treasure from unsafe investments. Yeah, profitable handling of gold, right? So, mm -hmm. for instance, I invested in to some cryptocurrency, some Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. I have made my money back. And to make sure that I stayed on top and I did not lose my principal, I took mm -hmm. my principal out. And um, so I did not lose any money. Mm -hmm. So that's what is basically telling you. When you invest in stuff, make sure the money that you originally put in is secure. You're not losing it. You're building mm -hmm. up on it. Mm -hmm. So I, I know other people, too, that actually invest in Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. So their original investment that they put in, say, it's $1,000, mm -hmm. right? When it doubled to 2000 they took out that $1,000. Mm -hmm. And then they put it aside. Mm -hmm. And as it accumulates more and more and more, I have a friend, each time it goes up 5%, mm -hmm. he takes out that 5% interest that he's made and he puts it into something else. Hmm. So that's how you build up on your investments, right? Mm -hmm. You take the money that you originally invested so that there's no loss to it. And mm -hmm. then you just continue investing, investing, investing. Mm -hmm. So he talks about that. Um, just to invest your money. And then yeah, he goes. One of the things, one of the things I really like when he, when he talks about with the investment, and I use this, um, this I do use. He uh, said, learn to make your treasure work for you. Yes. Make it your slave. Make mm. its children and its children, children, its children's children work for you. So mm -hmm. what you're doing is having your money offsprings. The offsprings is what it earned. And that earning is going to earn more. And that earning is going to earn more. So their offsprings, offsprings are earning more for you. So that's why it's, it's so important to invest um, and put that one-tenth away uh, uh, of your paycheck away every paycheck because it's it's um, their offsprings are going to work for you. So if you put $10 away, that $10 might turn into 12. And then now that extra $2 is the offspring of your 10 and it's going to work for you. Right. So you, I like that. I, I really like that. Um, that uh, how he breaks that down. So that's what I was talking about at the beginning. 
when we were yeah. talking about the word slave. Yeah. And how it's used in the book. Yeah, make it your slave. It said, a part of all I earn is mine to keep. You should say that every morning you get up. <laughs> so a you know what? what I he earn did... is mine to keep. Yeah. So he did mention that, and that was another important thing. He didn't use the word affirmations, but no. in this book, and then I realized that in a lot of books, like when you want to get things done in life, mm -hmm. you have to stick to those affirmations. And those are the morning affirmations. Those are the prayers. Those are what people meditate on. There's so many different ways of doing it, but yeah. you have to be consistent with what you're doing so that you can achieve and make it to that goal, accomplish that goal. Yeah, very, like very, I, very my, important. Like my, my thing is lazy, uh, becoming a lazy millionaire. I bought the um, I bought the domain the other day, lazymillionaire mm -hmm. dot, dot life. So mm -hmm. I'm gonna create a site, you know, that's to show off all my lazy what I do, what a lazy millionaire do, and how to become one. Right, that's the whole idea. And uh, it's funny because um, I say that every morning. I write it down. I think it. I announced it. I tell people about it. In almost every conversation I'm having, I mean, how you doing? I'm working on my laser millionaire program. Okay, mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's how that's how you 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 make it becomes a reality, right? By by saying it. Um, who was I speaking to the other day? I think it was you, and we talk on something that was always said was happening. I forgot who I was speaking to. And, uh, and it happened suddenly just out of the blue for them. I said, just because you've been talking about it so long, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, it was, it was Maurice. It was Maurice. I was talking to Maurice. And he was telling, he called me and he goes, Lincoln, you can't believe what just happened, right? And mm -hmm. uh, so he was telling me the backstory and the history. And I said, because you've been talking about it and thinking about it every day. So now mm -hmm. the universe was hearing you and it just gave it yep. to you. <laughs> Bam, it showed up in front of you. The universe so announce inspires, it every day, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, announce it every day. A part of all I earn is mine to keep. Say it with me. A part of but all I earn is mine, is to, mine keep. to keep. A part yeah. of what I earn is mine to keep. Say it right. every day. Write it down and put it on your wall. Okay? <laughs> One tenth. Don't forget that. Yep. So he goes on to the fifth cure. Okay. Make of thy dwelling a profitable investment. So the fifth cure is basically to own where you live. Mm -hmm. Invest into where you live. Take care of it. Yes. Which is very important because if you own a home now, houses are pretty expensive and maintenance is also pretty expensive. It's hard to maintain a property. And do all the very things like very, very I, I look at our house we live in. So many things need to be done, and it costs money. Oh yeah, it costs money, and that's why I was telling you about <laughs> all those sa those savings accounts. This is where you put money aside so that when yeah. your dishwasher is broken, you don't have to go get credit to do it. You yeah. actually have have yeah. the money readily available. And mm -hmm. you use your money. Some people think it's best to use credit. Some people think it's best to use other people's money. I mm -hmm. personally don't. I think it's important to have your money, save your money. And when you need it, it's there. You can just go and use it to do all the also, necessary things you need to do. 
Yeah, but also if you think it's best to use even other people's money, it's good to put out that there, knowing that you it's there, right? Emergencies, yeah. So, yes, you know it's there. So even if you're using other people's money, you know you have yours there in abundance, right? You know, or your savings, right? You can replace mm-hmm. the dishwasher in cash if you want to, if you choose yeah. to. It's nice to yeah. have that choice. You know? Your gas tank so, goes, you have to replace it. Your furnace goes, yeah. you have to replace it. All these yeah. things. That's why I think it's very, very, very important to put yeah. money away. Just save for emergencies, save for a rainy day. Well, rainy days are beautiful. I really enjoy the rainy days now. But yeah. just save money for things like plan ahead. Plan ahead. Yeah. Right? Your, your five account is very powerful. Your five accounts concept is a very powerful concept. It's, very, it's a simple and easy to do concept that is very powerful. Um, there, the, the thing with that is just keep in mind, folks, you're gonna, there's other banks that offer free accounts. So don't make excuses that I got to pay for the account. There's lots of accounts um, that you can get free also, especially nowadays. But the online world, there's online banks that offer free account, accounts. Yes, Tangerine, um, Even um, uh, everywhere you look, just go online and look. Right. They yes. offer free accounts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No charge, no fee, no fee accounts. Right. So you can't say, well, I got to pay for the account each month. That's why I'm not doing it. Da, da, da. No, no, no. Don't make the excuse. Just give it a shot and see. Try it for a year or two. And then if you mm-hmm. don't like it, then you can stop. <laughs> yeah. And then the sixth cure, he says, ensure a future income. So if you continue to save one tenth of your salary, from say you're 30 until you retire at age 60, 65, 70, you would have a good nest egg there. Oh, for sure. Right. So that when you're retired, you actually have money to live off of. You don't have to worry about the government money, subsidies, because you have your own. Sure, you could take advantage of the, the government money, the subsidies, but you have your own as well. Mm-hmm. So you're planning for your future. So you don't have to depend on other people. You would have saved up. You have it for yourself, for your future. You know, the, 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 the thing about this is that, um, which, is, which is very powerful that we're talking about, and you, you, you'll start experience this, is that um, nothing attracts more money like money. Money mm-hmm. love to go. Money love to go where money's at, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And and so if 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 you if you're constantly complaining about being broke, guess what? You're you're repelling money. You're becoming a money repeller because and that's why you can't keep any because as soon as it hits your hand, it disappears. Money can't wait to get away from you. Why? Because you don't like money, right? Mm-hmm. And when you don't like money, because money attracts money, right? Um, just like how good attracts good, bad attracts bad. It's the same thing here. So money goes where money at. So when you start saving that one-tenth amount, you'll be amazed sometimes money just start turning up out of, out of the blue. And you're wondering, where is it coming from? That's money very interesting. Money. All right. Mm. So that is very interesting that you said that because increase thy ability to earn. This is, um, this is what it says here. 
General desires are but weak longings. For a man to wish to be rich is of little purpose. For a man to desire five pieces of gold is a tangible desire which he can press to fulfillment. After he has backed his desire for five pieces of gold with strength of purpose to, to secure it, next he can find similar ways to obtain 10 pieces and then 20 pieces and later a thousand pieces and behold, he has become wealthy. In learning to secure his one definite small desire, he has trained himself to secure a larger one. This is the process by which wealth is accumulated, first in small sums, then in larger ones, as a man learns and becomes more capable. The man who seeks to learn more of his craft shall be richly rewarded. So you seek to learn more and more about money and apply it, you're going to be richly rewarded. So this is um, the seventh cure. Um, I'm just going to sum it up. And next week, we will talk about the second part of the book. Um, he must pay his debts with all the promptness within his power, not purchasing that for which he is unable to pay. So basically it's saying, if you have bills, pay your bills. Don't let your bills earn interest or have to pay more interest on it because you decide it's important for you to go out and buy uh, a new outfit, right? Pay your bills first before you go and buy a new outfit. He must take care of his family that they may think and speak well of him. He must, so basically if you have your family, you take care of them, you put them first. You don't go after the worldly desires, you take care of your family, take care of your children. He must make a will of record that in case the gods call him proper and honorable division of his property will be accomplished. So have a will is what he's saying. Have a will so that if you die tomorrow, you die today, people won't be fighting and arguing about your stuff because you made a will. And the funny thing is, even if you make a will, people are still going to argue and fight over your stuff. That's the experience I've seen. Um, yeah. He must have compassion upon those who are injured and smitten by misfortune and aid them within reasonable limits. He must do deeds of thoughtfulness to those dear to him. Thus, the seventh and last remedy for a lean purse is to cultivate thy own powers, to study and become wiser, to become more skillful, to so act as to respect thyself. Thereby shalt thou acquire confidence in thyself to achieve thy carefully considered desires. I find it interesting. A lot of these books, they talk about your desire. What is your desire? Desire is very, very, very important. Very important. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's all the emotions, right? It's to be able to manage all of these things, manage your mindset, manage your mm -hmm. emotions. It's all management. It, it doesn't start with money. It starts with you as a person, mm -hmm. right? Exactly. You, Bill Gates. Bill Gates said something, right? Um, which is very powerful. And um, this is this is. He talks about willpower in here too. Um, uh, 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 uh. Bill Gates says most people 
um, overestimate what they can do in a year and, un, un, and underestimate what they can do in 10 years. Right. So in this case, what we're talking about is think 10, think long-term. When you're doing this one-tenth of your purse, put in one-tenth of your income away to fatten your purse, think long-term. Don't think this is going to happen overnight. Remember, you are studying the profession of success. To achieve it is going to require some time. It's like becoming an accountant. You don't just go to university and overnight and you're an accountant in two days. Becoming a lawyer, you don't just go and become an attorney in a minute. So think long-term, right? You're studying the profession of success. And that's all I got to say, folks. That's my seven cents and I'm sticking to it. Awesome. I was just about to say, Lincoln, what's today's sweetener? But I think you just summed it up. Oh, that's the sweetener right there. Yeah, think long-term. Yeah, think 10. <laughs> okay, so for my sweetener, it goes back to what we talk about on a regular basis. Be aware yeah. of your thoughts, the things that you're thinking, because that's what's going to, that's what you're going to build upon. Yeah. All right, well, so the power, of, go ahead. No, continue the power. Well, as you mentioned, the, the power of, of, of what they're talking about, it's funny because they're mentioned the way they in all these books it's it's always about desires and mindset and the way you think about things right so it's funny how that is they're all tying to each other right you got to have the right proper mindset like what you're saying to create all of this you know so develop that mindset work on it yeah so mm. think about uh, watch your thoughts is what i'm trying to say watch your thoughts watch what you think about uh. Those thoughts, if it's something you really, really want, make an affirmation out of it that you recite to yourself daily. And that's the beginning of accomplishing your desires and your goal. And that's my sweetener for today. Excellent. Good Lincoln, job. Is there anything you'd like to add, sir? Uh, one last thing. Let me, since you mentioned it. Um, I'm, I'm doing this right now. And uh, the, the break your frame, the frame, you know, the frame that we're looking through or we're seeing things or we're looking at or the pictures that we're using. Um, a lot of these pictures, if they're not suited, you know, supporting you or, or they're not uh, benefiting you, then remember you're in control of these pictures or these pictures are in control of you. So you are able to manage them. So one of the things... I, uh, I am doing to manage them. I bought a bunch of frames and now I'm framing the pictures that I want in these frames and put them on my wall. Awesome. So, so these You're a visual frames, person. Yeah, so these frames now are, the, are my, is what I'm going after because these are the frames that I want to have in my head. Not the ugly ass frames that I, you know, I look at sometimes. <laughs> so okay. break your frame. Yeah. Break your frame. Make a new friend. Okay. So on that note, I would like to thank you for making lemonade with us today. Be good to yourself. Give thanks for all that you have because you do have a lot. Right, Lincoln? And guess what? Next week, we will continue discussing this book. We will finish it up in Lincoln. You will read it so that we're on the same page. 
Okay. I read the book. I've read the book before, and I read it again, and I keep reading it. So yeah, um, mm. I think I think everybody should pick it up. It's a very easy read. Um, maybe we can drop the link at the bottom, right? Make it easy. But it's it's simple. You can buy it, the richest man in Babylon. Just go on. It's George Clason. Go on Amazon and pick it up. Um, we will probably drop the link in the bottom. Make it easy for you. But pick up the book. It's a simple read. Okay. And if you have any inquiries or if you want to be on our show, email us at info at lemonadelounge.com. That's info at lemnaidlounge.com. Thanks for joining us and make it a great week. Give me that Colgate. Give me that Colgate. Ah, give me that Colgate smile. Go look at Nicola with the Colgate smile. I love it. Have a good one, Nicola. Great job. <laughs> Bye, folks. <laughs>